0: Hi guys, welcome, beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's thank God I'm atheist. The podcast. Yes. I'm Frank Feldman, and
1: I'm Dan Beecher. And <laughs> coming up today, we're asking ourselves a really uh, difficult and kind of important question. It's a
0: question that I've never like actually given much thought to, other yeah. than just sort of knee-jerk reactions. Sure. So we're going to give a little, a little more depth to the question. Frank, Frank, were, were we raised in a cult?
1: Oh boy! Well, the answer to that will be coming up later. Yeah, we'll, um, we're going to sort it out. Yeah, we've we've got a couple uh, online quizzes that are going <laughs> to help us out.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll go into that much depth. The amount of depth we're going into online quiz levels of depth in our in our end discussion. So oh, well, in the meantime, brace man. yourselves for, for a deep,
1: deep conversation. <laughs> oh, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> So I watched something really interesting this morning. Some video. Oh. I watched the whole thing. Oh my. It was really bizarre. Uh, I watched a man get resurrected. <laughs> they, they streamed it online and, wow. I, and I tuned in. And, uh, yeah, this uh, pastor down in South Africa by the name of Alf Lukau. How did I know it was going to be African? I knew that it was going to be in Africa. Because they, they love, they a love good, this kind of stuff. They love a stunt. They love a big it's old a religious, religious stunt.
0: stunt in Africa. So
1: it starts out, and uh, there's this coffin, big coffin, yeah. uh, with a guy all dressed in white, and he's laying there, and his mouth's kind of agape oh, in this really? weird like shape, and, he's, and he kind of... He's like just laying there, right? Sure. And the minister is kind of walking around, he's getting the crowd it's outside. He's getting the crowd all riled up and he's got he's pointing out that this is this is the wife and this is the mother of the wife and this is this person, this is that person. And he's he's getting the crowd to say, you know, to chant and to chime in and all that kind of sure, stuff. Sure, sure. You got to work the crowd. Uh, oh yeah. If you're going to bring somebody back to life, you got to work the crowd. Well, if you're going to bring somebody back to life, you might not want to run the camera long enough for to people see him to, breathing. To watch him breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Had to watch his mouth move a few listen, times. Listen,
0: listen. Um, I have been killed on stage many times. <laughs> it's hard not to not to be very obvious about your breathing. Our bodies just
1: kind we, of we. Just kind of have to breathe. There's, there's a giveaway. Yeah, when uh, when it comes to being well, alive. So anyway, uh, he ends up going over to the guy, and sort of very anticlimactically, uh, he shouts to Adam, "Rise up!" And the guy just like sits up. <laughs> what? And but he keeps <laughs> his mouth sort of frozen in this like circle, just gape. Oh my god! A gape sort of thing. The, like okay, the picture that Frank has just shown me looks like
0: a zombie in a bathtub yeah his yeah, mouth yeah. is open in, a, in a, it's not that's like a just sort of way of it's not it. just hanging open it's like <laughs> like
1: like it's alive sort yeah. of moment but the so that's what the mouth is doing and then the eyes though he's he's yeah. an eye actor dan <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's got the eyes down uh complete surprise and horror of what's going on <laughs> it's fascinating to watch right like the guy absolutely nails the the, <laughs> the 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 expression but then he holds it for too long oh he plays that out rookie it's kind mistake of just a one note performance so, but he but that note he plays it so well right <laughs> uh they take him over to a seat uh now there were two pieces of video that i watched i couldn't quite tell sort of how far apart they were mm. of, of, you know, between the resurrection and then the, the pastor feeding the man. <laughs> like spoons, <laughs> like feeding spoon him. feeding him. And he's still, his mouth is like in a weird, like, uh, and then he's like starts to eat. And Here comes and the come. airplane. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes back to life. Well, anyway, <laughs> there uh, are num- uh, a handful of uh, funeral uh, services, firms, companies um, were sort of uh, their services were utilized oh. for this. They there was a hearse that was rented. Oh sure, uh, there was um, a casket that was procured. Yeah, and somehow, and this is the thing that I'm not fully fully. Grasping, right? Yeah. But these companies are saying that they were tricked into participating, <laughs> and that their good name has been dragged through the mud. Yeah. They, they don't participate in resurrections, <laughs> well, right, or in fake ones, um, because they're f- they don't they don't want to promote resurrections. No, they're clearly in the funeral business, yeah. and resurrections are only going to hurt.
0: The f- <laughs> well, I, I mean, no, but it. but it's clear that yes, they wouldn't. <laughs> the, they, they do have a vested interest in people not in being the death resurrection industry, right? <laughs> they, need, they
1: cannot promote resurrection. They need deaths uh, anyway. These three companies, Kingdom Blue, Kings and Queens Funeral Services, and Black Phoenix, uh, have told the local media that church representatives tricked them. Um, uh, you know, if you're going to name your company Phoenix, anything to do with a phoenix. You should be pro-resurrection. You should be pro-resurrection. I'm just going to say. Apparently, some uh, people who were acting, who were posing as family members of this deceased man uh, told the Kings and Queens Funeral Services that they had a dispute with a different funeral service provider, and that's why they were coming to them. I don't know what this is all about. (laughs) Uh, And they also had placed Black Phoenix stickers on their private car, Uh, so that when they went to hire a hearse from them, uh, they would believe them more. It's all very, very, very strange. But anyway, they are, the funeral services companies (laughs) are very upset that they were involved in this horrible, horrible thing. That's very funny. Um, Yeah. The whole thing though, uh, apparently there's also a hashtag that has been trending, uh, hashtag resurrection challenge. Oh my God! Uh, so people are doing resurrection challenges now. Oh my God! In response to this, making fun of it. Yes. Right? Okay. And so you're supposed to bring somebody back to life right. and hashtag it, and apparently it's I, at least in Africa and Africa observing parts of the world. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's becoming a becoming a thing. There you I go. Mean,
0: what a what a very <laughs> silly silly thing to have happen. Yep. Uh Here in these United States. Uh, by the time our listeners hear this, the Supreme Court will have heard uh, arguments about oh. a uh, about a case that's coming to them. It is to do with a giant uh, concrete slash stone cross. Ah, okay, uh, which is in the middle of a roundabout, a, dr- a traffic roundabout uh, in in Maryland outside of D.C. Okay. Uh, and that is, uh, it. It's a it's a memorial to World War One veterans. Okay, and has been there since about that time. Almost almost a hundred years. It's been there since tw- nineteen twenty five. Oh, okay. Uh, and they, and and now uh, the American Humanist Association has brought suit. Uh, they lost in the. First court, in, in the district court, and then uh, an appellate court overturned uh, that lower court's decision. Okay. Uh, ruling that the monument had, quote, the primary effect of endorsing religion exclusively uh, and and ex- excessively entangles the government in religion. Okay. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, but, as, as we've known from other... Uh, US Supreme Court cases length of time that it's been there has yeah. become a, an issue. They yep. you know, and so I and this Supreme Court, the current lineup yeah. including I like beer, uh Kavanaugh <laughs> it's I, I have very low hopes I know. for this particular one and for thing. future cases that are like this. Now, now the court has made it clear on numerous occasions that cases like this are a case-by-case basis. Okay, They are not something to be taken as precedent for the rest of the country, although that is a concern right. because it is precedent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, or rather... It's not to be taken as... It is to be taken as precedent, but it's not to be taken as, like, instructive, like, all the crosses have to come down. Gotcha. But there have been a lot of cases like this, including here in our own Utah, where the Highway Patrol Association uh, was forced to remove some of its memorial crosses. Oh, okay. Because they were on public uh,
1: property. Right. Um, You mean, like, the little beside the highway? Yeah, yeah,
0: that sort of thing.
1: Fallen, whatever... Right. Okay. Um,
0: and, of course, people are arguing that uh, may, f- being forcing the removal of these memorial crosses, it's not helping with... I, I mean, these are just memorial crosses. They're not Christian symbols. Duh. Obviously. You, this is what you hear from them, is that it's not a Christian symbol. It's just a memorial symbol. And if you're forced to remove it then that establishes non-religion as the official religion of the United States. Oh, God. Which
1: is the official religion of the United States. We don't have a state religion. Right. By law. Right. By constitutional
0: uh, law, yes. There is no official religion. So, correct. Non-religion, no religion. Not non-religion, but zero religion is our official religion because we don't have one. Right. So, the the default position is 0 fine okay but they don't yeah they don't get it so obviously this is going to it'll be interesting to see i the reason i bring it up as a story for us is that uh how the court how this court rules on this will be an interesting sort of harbinger of things to come uh uh-huh, yeah
1: well and i I, I don't have high hopes i know but cross your fingers anyway (laughs) um all right dan Mm? uh the uh international boxing association oh the iba uh the the yes (laughs) and just i don't i assume (laughs) that they go by that (laughs) i would think so as well um However, um, they uh, sort of make the rules for boxing. Sure. Uh, it wasn't the Marquis de Queensbury? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, actually, I think it's the, the Amateur International Boxing Association. Okay. Anyway. The AIBA. Uh, they have ruled that uh, hijabs uh, are now okay oh. for women to wear in the ring yeah. while pummeling each other great uh it's (laughs) it's totally okay uh full they also have approved a full body form-fitting uniform whoa is also in compliance (laughs) with uh sort of muslim standards of dress for women uh, so yeah, they've decided that they'll, they're more than happy to beat you up no matter your oh uh, religion or restrictive, you can, uh, clothing requirements, whatever those might be. They're fine with I you. Just, Get in the ring. We'll, we'll punch you in the face anyway.
0: It's fine. I, okay. So, so the, the, the boxing association is one thing, but I love a religion that says, look, you can punch another, another person uh-huh. hard as you want. Yeah. But if your fucking ankles are showing, you are offending a law. <laughs> wow. Yeah. While being If your hair is hair. visible, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but tear her apart. But yeah, rip her to shreds. <laughs> Show those Christians. give those Christians what for? Yeah. Give those heathens those uh
1: infidels. I know. I guess a a lesson, but the uh <laughs> the the female uh Muslim boxers mm-hmm. they are they're stoked. They are they're over the moon now they get to participate fully yeah. in like amateur boxing events and oh, whatnot uh, where they may not have otherwise been able to. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of these standards are end up being adopted by the IOC and that's why this matters. The well, inter, the International Olympics Committee.
0: I mean, um, it does matter.
1: And it, so I can see that it matters. Yeah.
0: Um, it's just fun. I mean I just wonder if it, like, you know, you get a, a, a lady boxer who's Christian and who, who's, you know, anti-Muslim, who, who's who's prejudiced. Yeah. That might be an, a motivator for her. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to punch that hijab right off your face, lady. Yeah.
1: We'll see. Well, hopefully it's not on her face. Well, no, that would be bad. It's around it's, it's it her feel,
0: face. It does feel like... We're 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 getting dangerously close to like world wrestling standards. Like, we'll, we'll have a heel and a and
1: a babyface. Are heel. they going to do niqabs? Or yeah. Niqabs. What are they called? The um, yeah, the, the, or the, burkas, and they should have a form fitting burqa. right? A, the boxing burka, the boxing burqa. Yeah, so absolutely. You can, uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, those gloves cover the hands, so that's that part's great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta have a a belt so that yeah, I guess it doesn't matter quite as much if a woman hits below the belt, but it's still probably against the rules. It's gotta be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to take us to India where a very interesting story came to light from the RNs. Oh, um, this That's is in the religion
1: news service.
0: That is the religion news service. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, so within Hinduism, there are a series of groups of monks and uh, and religious leaders, okay. um, called I think Akaras. Okay, and these Akaras are you know you you, you ha- they're sort of monastic orders almost. Okay, um, of of sadhus, which are the sort of holy sages, and there is a new one that's sort of trying to get some traction. A new order, a new order. Okay, uh, within Hinduism. Okay, all right. It is not accepted by everybody, uh, but Hinduism is not a tremendously centralized thing. So right. you know you can go a little rogue within Hinduism. Okay, and some are accepting, some are not. Now, part of the the thing that's interesting about this is that it's drawing on an older uh, Hindu uh, belief from the Mah- Mahabharata. Um. Which is about a, a, a character named uh, Sikhandi, who was born a girl and became a man. Oh. And then led, apparently, a trans army into, ba- into, into battle and, and to victory. What? A whole army of, of, of former girls that became boys. What so there's this there has been in Hinduism for centuries space for this uh other for 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 almost another gender this, okay. this this trans concept okay of course when the Brits got there, they made sure to squash that as best they could, and now there's a lot of uh, a lot of trans enmity within uh India okay however uh of course, the 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 people you know the the people like to listen to their in in all the world people listen to their monks they listen to their religious leaders uh-huh. but the people they really listen to are their celebrities, <laughs> of course. So there was a a, a sort of a uh, reality TV star named Lakshmi Naran- Narayan Tripathi, okay, uh, who. Is trans and went on uh, India's version of Big Brother, I think, or Survivor, or one of those sorts of things. Okay, and got a lot of a, a lot of notoriety doing that. Sort okay. of became a, a star and has now started a sect of trans monks. No, in way, uh, yeah, uh, Tripathy, who okay. who uh, you know was raised as a boy and and sort of given a lot of shit for for being quite effeminate and and gay or whatever mm-hmm. and then decided and then realized oh i'm just a woman came out as trans uh and has been a very active uh activist for for trans rights in india and trans rights are actually doing okay at least on paper in india huh uh they've india now has a, for a few years now um there was a there was a, a ruling by the supreme court of india in 2014 Okay. Which established a third gender. Oh. So that's interesting. They've also decriminalized uh
1: but aren't it, homosexuality. The, but I mean what is this third gender? Is it like just I don't know. It's not one of the other two or is it like I feel like it's a gender called wiggle room. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gender
0: called just leave folks alone. Sure. Alright, that's fine. Uh, um no, that's great. Yeah. Actually. So it's anyway, it's, so I just think it's really interesting huh. that the that that they that her uh way of a uh, sort of addressing this was to to sort of rekindle this actually historical notion of Hinduism embracing trans people. And, and she's from the Brahmin caste, right. which castes still matter even though they're not supposed to. Right. So she just, which is the priestly cast, Right. So she just started a, a
1: monastic order. Oh, wow. Well, good she for just her. Started, uh, that, if, if it's socially acceptable. And, and so also, how widely uh, accepted is this? Not. Okay. So far, not very widely accepted. Uh, okay.
0: uh, there are some other monastic orders that are uh, looking favorably on it. Most aren't. Uh, mm. but there's at least one that, that's very, very liberal, that's that's worked very hard that you know, they they had a a a, a, a Dalit mm-hmm. per, they've they've promoted Dalit people, which is okay. the lowest caste right. into uh priesthood wow. in their group or okay. it, and so so some of the some of the more liberal groups are doing great with it, other people are, are absolutely not accepting it. Uh huh. But it's really, it's an interesting move to just say, oh, we're one of the, the monks now. And, and so, people, and like fans, uh-huh. are into
1: it. Like, okay. And, and part of this order, I mean, I, I would assume that it, they accept trans women and trans men. hmm Okay. Um, and, uh, wow, fascinating. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's and an you interesting you ha- And do you thing? have to be trans in order to be one of the monks? It seems like it, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's... So it's all very interesting. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what to
0: make of it exactly because I don't understand the culture well enough to know what the what the deeper implications are.
1: But right. it, but it seems like a really fascinating thing. One worth paying attention to. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, okay. Uh well, Dan, um I, I my next story is about a uh Anglican priest in Fresno. <laughs> okay. Who uh he had an idea. Uh oh. <laughs> That's when you start like with that
0: it's not a good sign. <laughs>
1: uh I don't know where he, exactly he got this idea. He claims that he learned uh this practice, a special ritual uh while he was in India actually. Oh, okay. Um uh-oh. And he uh when when working with parishioners of his who were <sighs> cursed or had sinned mm. in certain ways. Um, he 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 informed them that the only cure was to be rubbed with a sacred oil <laughs> and to be masturbated by him.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Started bad, um, got worse. So basically, essentially, <laughs> their semen needed to be examined mm, by mm, him before mm, they could mm. be healed. Oh, these are all men. There, there has been one woman. <laughs> Who has been involved in this thing. But at least 22 potential victims have been identified. They think that the local police think that there could be hundreds more. Oh, Um, yeah. But this this guy didn't come by his dark arts. Quote, unquote, uh,
0: victimhood depends on who you ask. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of them,
1: maybe they were into it. So maybe they weren't victims. Yeah, I know um who knows <laughs> my guess we'll get into like why they're they were victims uh in a second but he came by his his dark arts honestly Yeah, no. uh, it's it seems uh he started off his life uh his professional life as a catholic priest mm-hmm. <laughs> so he started as, a,
0: as a catholic he priest. started as
1: a catholic priest learned all the tricks of the trade sure uh <laughs> stopped being a catholic priest I don't know why. Yes, we don't have uh, those records. <laughs> they were burned, probably. If right. You follow the news. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then he moved over to Anglicanism and found a whole new, fresh uh, flock of people uh, new, who he was able to manipulate. A whole new group of victims, or I mean, congregants. <laughs> well, uh, so he was. Uh, he headed the uh, this this Anglican church uh by the name of Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe oh. uh, the for the most part most most of these victims were undocumented immigrants yeah and he targeted them police think because they would be less likely to come forward to go to the police to, yeah to exactly. report these crimes it's to a the police.
0: brilliant look if you want t- to to victimize some people find
1: yourself a good marginalized group that's afraid of the police anyway. Well, and this, I I need to look into this, but apparently if you are undocumented and you need to, uh, and you're the victim of mental or physical abuse and you're willing to cooperate with police, you can apply for a U visa, uh, which uh, takes away the risk of being uh, deported because you came forward to the police. Interesting. I don't know what exactly entirely what all of that means, um, but the Fresno Police Department is asking for people to come forward, and they're like, listen, you don't have... Yeah, We're not going to deport you just because you come forward. We're going to try to help you out. Which, you know, if you're undocumented, you probably still don't
0: believe them. You probably don't. Because they're yeah. tricks. Right. There's a lot of tricks. Yeah. Anyway...
1: Well, there you go. That's uh, absolutely amazing. Shocking
0: yeah. that a priest would victimize people like that, but I mean, nice, but, but also like nice that he in- incorporated some some like Indian mysticism into his oh, abuse, absolutely. into his
1: sexual into his rape. Um and and let me let me tell you though. Uh he also was he's he's in his 50s. He at least was age appropriate. Um, his, which is not he, always the case. You're saying he did it to adults. 54 year old, a 45 year old, there 43 go. year old. There you go. Um, it doesn't take away the fact that they're victims no. at all. I'm making a joke. <laughs> right. But it is nice that it's not children. It's really That's good that it's
0: not children. Feels, feels it's it feels relief. It feels like refreshing. It is refreshing. Oh, you, know?
1: <laughs> you only victimized grown folk. That's great. Good for you, well, buddy. Hopefully they have a little bit more... Um, I don't know. Yeah. They're victims. I don't even want to, I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to say anything. Uh,
0: speaking of victims, sort of, uh, here's an interesting thing. It's good news. I want to close news about s- victims with some good news, which is to say that YouTube... Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's it's one of those websites. Hmm. Uh and and they show the videos. Is this on the www? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a series of tubes. Okay. Uh anyway, YouTube uh has decided that they are they have taken away um they're not they're not kicking videos off of uh of their platform for being anti-vax. Okay. But they're not letting anti-vax videos uh, get advertising dollars. Oh good. Oh well. Okay. So, yeah, that's an interesting distinction to be made. Yeah. But yeah. at least it's not uh yeah, I, I don't know. At least at least pe- there's not a m- profit motivation to keep putting sure. that bullshit out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Only so How much anti-vax videos were making? I'm guessing plenty of them were making a lot. Jesus. Because Christ. I mean, it's one of those things where that's the kind of the the kind of position that people want to uh the, the 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 people who have bought into it they want to share stuff so they so they you know they'll they'll go to their facebook page or whatever and share one of these videos to, right. to prove how right they are right or whatever so i mean the videos are still out there uh but the 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 video makers cannot make uh, money off of them so it's a it's a, a a step. It's a step in the right
1: direction. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just wow. Yeah, it, it feels like something more needs to be done. I'm not sure what that next step would be. Because I don't know. Do you do you just have the videos removed? Yeah, it does.
0: It. I mean, the thing is that these are these are you know this anti-vaccination content is. Uh, it's harmful. It does it harm.
1: Is it? Yeah, it is, and
0: so. To my mind, there's got to be a way. It, it, I mean, it clearly violates their policies. Yeah. So they so they they're po- they have policies in place that are that say this is this does harm. Right. Why can't you just remove the videos then? Yeah, I think they. Probably, I mean, what happened was, I feel like they probably should. First of all, they YouTube hates doing any kind of policing. Yeah. They don't yeah. like to do it at all even when it's really disgusting stuff that's out there. Yeah. But uh, when advertisers go to them and this is what, what happened first was advertisers started going to them and saying, Hey, you can't put our ads on these videos. Good for the, good for those companies. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I mean, I, so, I mean, what probably happened before that is that consumer advocate groups were writing to the advertisers and saying, Hey, do you know that your ads are running on these things? Yeah. And then, so, I mean, there's a, that's the interesting domino effect. Hmm. But apparently, until money's involved, nobody nobody does anything until there's a and, and, until there's a risk of losing money. Right. Nobody changes anything. Huh.
1: That's interesting. Well, all right.
0: But there you go. That's uh, I mean, some small good news out there in the world. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you guys have anything you'd like to say about anything that we've talked about, I don't know if you if you uh, have been making money off of anti-vax, you can write to us podcast. <laughs> at thankgodimatheist.com
1: or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist and click on that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join. Uh, It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. And also search for, or also look on Twitter and Reddit. Uh, Our handle is TGI. Dan, ooh, yes? I have a special treat for oh, you and all of our listeners. I know. It's um, so great. We have not heard from this man for quite a while, and he really was the one who got the whole thing going for oh, us. Oh, he was our favorite. He has, <laughs> he's a, a perennial joy. <laughs> For Mr. Us. pat robertson
0: patty boy
1: it's a patty break it's an official
0: patty break. An official
1: patty break um so he is uh upset specifically oh he's so mad about um a, there was this story about a catholic adoption agency yeah. that did not that whose uh contract wasn't renewed with the city of philadelphia because the agency refused uh to follow the city's non-discrimination policy. So this is what he's talking about. That's the context for what he's talking about. So let's just listen in on on what he has to say.
2: (laughs) The incredible thing about the homosexuals is they are willing to destroy lives and destroy the whole fabric of society so long as they and their weird way of doing sex is, is, is legitimized. That's what they want, and they will take away everything. They'll destroy marriage. They'll destroy families. They'll destroy, um, the, uh, in this case, the foster children. They're willing to tear down the entire edifice in order to have the, the majority of people recognize the way they do sex. That's what it amounts to. And 1%, ladies and gentlemen, get it, 1% of the countries, from what we understand, are lesbian. 2% are homosexuals. And that is all. And yet that 2% and 1% are taking charge of the rest of us because they're so vocal and so authoritative, and they apparently dominate these legislative bodies. I think if Christians begin to speak out and insist that if some politician goes along with the gay agenda that they're going to be voted out of office. And once they get that message... They'll start saying, well, we want to listen to the majority of the people in our society. Until they do, that small minority is going to be dominating everything we do in every aspect of our lives. Mark my word, it's going to happen. (laughs) Oh, my God. Damn it,
0: Frank. Why are you so willing to destroy families just
1: because of your weird way of doing sex? I know. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, first of all. It's not just weird. It's also really good. It's, um, it's also hot. It's also hot. It's like so hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I like dominating <laughs> Oh, the... Uh, well, who's supposedly being dominated? All the straight people, right? Uh, the the oh. legislatures. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're just... Boy. I get off on the domination.
0: That's yeah. what it's all about. Also, as numbers are off, the, oh. I, according to a Gallup poll oh. that I just pulled up, 4.5% uh, of American adults identify as gay. Yeah. That feels
1: about right. Um,
0: oh, actually, no, because that, that includes lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans. Yeah. Eh, so, who knows? I, I, it, A, it doesn't matter, and B, wh- who calls it weird way of doing sex? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, if you phrase something,
1: <laughs> I don't like how you do sex. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Talking about it's Pat Robertson. He's ancient. Oh, this is that was the most polite way he could come up with with saying it. Doing sex, I, I, I shudder. Polite, I mean that the old women listening in at home could could tolerate. I just I shudder to think of his method of doing sex. <laughs> I I, I guarantee you, it's, it's weird,
0: terrifying to me. It's got to be weird. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that he, man. He likes. He has a. He has a, a cadre of seven very young people dress up as children with, like, little lollipops and he makes them all confess their sins to him or something what?
2: gross.
0: Trust me, the way that man does sex, <clears throat> it's wrong <clears throat> in all sorts of ways. That's what
2: you came up
1: with?
0: That's what I came up with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> we are the lollipop
3: yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's got munchkin. <laughs> he's got a munchkin fetish. Uh, his, his dungeon just looks like the munchkin village. That's right. He's got a oh. yellow brick road downstairs.
0: <laughs> the guests
1: don't get to go downstairs. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. Oh.
0: Right. We'll do, um, there you go. Uh, we got some folks that rode into us. Yes. <clears throat> Let me, uh, I'll start this. Um, this was unsigned. It says, I was, I was listen I listened to a girl, uh, who had issues with her family because she is gay. Um, the issue makes me think about something I have heard and something that does not make sense. It sounds like when Mormons have a family that they expect all of their children to live with them in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, they seem to also believe that a wife will move with her husband in the afterlife. It sounds very much like you would end up with a tangled mess. Is there is that ever talked about, or is there something that I'm missing? That's what the millennium is for. Okay, let me tell you something. You're not missing anything. Well, the, what you're missing makes matters worse. Yeah. Because the Mormon afterlife
1: is completely illogical. Yeah, it's a total disaster.
0: We're all going to be together forever. All of our family, my family, all of my kids, my mom, my dad, Uh everyone's going to be together forever. But yes, also, you and your wife or wives, hopefully wives, if you're, yeah, I mean, because if
1: you're a good, righteous man, if you're righteous, wives,
0: you take your wives and you guys go off and do your whole own creation because you are now a God. So, yes, you're all together, but. Definitely completely separate. Yeah. Because you're often your own universe that you're creating, yeah. making your own spirit people and making your own planet and making... A- right. But when you go home after a long day's work, everybody's there. Everybody's there. After a, millenn- a long millennium's worth yeah, of work, yeah. they're all there Let's having having some cocoa around
1: the fire. That's oh, great. Yeah. It's wonderful.
0: It's a very confusing uh, afterlife the Mormons have set up for themselves yeah. because... There's three or four different things that definitely conflict. Oh yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a goofball sort of sy- <laughs> s- system. There are kingdoms. There's these different kingdoms of glory, uh, and there's no sense of like how that applies. How are you in a kingdom of glory, uh-huh. like in a heaven, right? And then also off
1: on your own making a universe. Well, the lo- but the lower two kingdoms aren't off making no. their own universes. Right, right, but
0: but the highest kingdom is yeah. I don't know. It's is that just? I mean, is 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 the celestial kingdom kind of just like Club Med that you keep coming back to? It's a timeshare. Uh, You've got a timeshare uh, in heaven, but you're off doing your own thing.
1: I so, so Dan, it's just it's beyond <laughs> human comprehension. It's um, certainly the mortal, the mortal mind <laughs> cannot comprehend. It's definitely the true glory beyond my comprehension. Upon glory, yeah of uh of the celestial kingdom you're right i can't which is why they represent it in this life uh with the same decor of a marriott lobby yes indeed so. it's uh it's it's
0: so beautiful you'll be bored to tears <laughs> All right.
1: do you want to do a voicemail yeah okay. uh, we have a listener who uh called in uh responding specifically about how we were we, we shared the the story of the the guy who um, had used he did Facebook ads mm. right to target his family members right, yes. who were still believers. Yeah, in the, I think it was specifically the Mormon Church. Right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so she she and, just has a, a response. And, and, to and that. we had we had interesting response. We weren't sure how we felt about it.
3: Hey guys, this is Amanda, and I was just listening to your episode on targeted ads. And I love how you guys were saying that it's manipulative and you didn't know whether or not it was right or something like that. And you mentioned how Russia, you know, screwed with stuff. But you forgot to mention that religion is manipulative. Like the biggest manipulator of all time. So honestly, I think he's just, you know, bringing it back around. Doing doing the Lord's work, as you could say. So, <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a good night.
1: Thank you. Yeah, That's thanks. A good point. Uh, for,
0: well, you know, it's one of those things where, yes, you're absolutely right that the great manipulators mm-hmm. are are the religions of the world. Yes. Uh, does that mean we should play in that same sandbox? I don't know. <laughs> like because Titch for tat Dan. because they're doing it, I mean, we should do it. I'm not. I'm not convinced of that. Uh, when, when we look at them and say, ha ha, evil tactics, I don't know that our best bet is to go, so we're going to do it just as well as you do.
1: All right. Fair enough, Dan. I don't know. I still think it's a good idea because all you're doing is, is targeting specific information. Yeah. You're not lying to them. Nope. Right. No. And, and
0: I, again, I'm actually not opposed to this, I, yeah. but it is, but it like, there's something in it that makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And then something else in it that makes me
1: want to target my family members. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: all so, right, there you go. Another voice or another uh, email. Dan, yeah,
0: we got one more email. Uh, hi, Frank and Dan. Wherever you, ta- uh, whenever you talk of the Southern Baptists, I can't help thinking of this. I used to work about two blocks from where they held their convention in Atlanta. Uh, the local restaurants hated to see them come to town.
1: <laughs> the you.
0: The usual comment was, "Those bastards think don't think they should tip." Uh, You've been in the restaurant industry.
1: Mm -hmm. Religious folks don't really tip. They're the worst. There's a lot of stereotypes out there about who tips and who doesn't tip. Uh, I would say that one probably holds fairly true. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and and you'll hear things like, "I give the Lord
0: ten percent. Why should I give you twenty or something like that?" Like,
1: yeah, I think you see stuff. I don't think. I hope nobody's ever said that to their server. The
0: oh OG. no, I've I've heard that directly mm-hmm. from people who were serving and who mm-hmm. who got that. Which is, or, or rather, they get they get it written down because these people are too big of a coward to actually say it to somebody's right. face. Right, because the the truth that yeah, I mean, one thing has nothing to do with the other, and another server's not asking for twenty percent of your income, <laughs> right, dipshit, in
1: order to eat here
0: yes i need I need me, tw- give me twenty percent of everything you have I need a double tithe please of your of your increase <laughs> sir yeah, no that's not what they're asking uh, for dummy if you don't if you can't yeah. tip, you can't afford to it's go out a, to eat
1: yeah, exactly, as far as this country is concerned right, yeah, i mean go i I would actually love it if we got rid of tipping but that would mean industry. you'd have to be paying the servers a living wage and i'm all for that which would increase drastically the cost of the menu items and i'm all for that and and i'm i'm there with you dan i just think that there would be an adjustment period that people were very uncomfortable with yes and then they would realize oh wait i'm still spending the same amount yeah you're exactly yeah, yeah but I, I would also oh, over time i would also suspect that restaurant owners who are uh, tend to be they watch the bottom line. Let me let me put it that yes. way. That's the most politic way I could possibly say that. They watch the bottom line uh, very closely because it's a very thin margin, right? right? And I'd be worried about the, those servers' wages just eroding over time. I think the system that we have actually probably means that our servers in these in this country get paid the most that they could ever get paid in this country. Yeah, maybe because of how wages because are, they're cheapskates are. are Yeah, and we don't pay our workers well and whatnot. So anyway, uh, that's my take on on tipping and why I think it's actually a good thing in this country. Sure. All right, Dan. Yo. People to thank. Oh, yeah, good. Uh, We have some new uh, patrons on Patreon. Oh, good. Uh, We have one new faithful listener. Okay. Travis. Thank you, Travis. Great. We have two new venerable listeners. Oh, peace be upon you. Christopher and Slarty Barfest. Hooray! Thank you to both of you. Uh, and we have a new member of the Pantheon. This oh, is the new thing, Dan. Yeah. This is the new thing. Seven strong now. Our oh. top tier donors. Yes. Right?
0: Uh, the new one is... Melissa! Hooray for Melissa! Blessed
1: be she among all the the, the all saviors. All the say, lords and saviors. Yeah. Um, so... This now makes up, or these are the names that make up the Pantheon. Yes. Melissa, Josh, Scott, D, Hannah, Liz, and Judy. Well. So thank you all. Uh, all of these kind folk uh, actually uh, went to our website, thankgodamethius.com, and clicked on the support tab. Mm-hmm. Uh, that took them over to their choice, either PayPal or patreon right these folks that i just mentioned went to patreon where there are rewards there's levels of uh of support that you can opt into Mm -hmm. and select how how we how we thank you yes for your for your support
0: there have been there have been
1: controversies
0: on patreon recently and some people are grumpy about that so if you don't like patreon that's fine go
1: you know you can do it do it through paypal as well that's totally totally acceptable um and uh and we can't thank Uh, all of you enough uh, for the support. Yes. And uh, it makes the the continued success of the show uh, possible. And so, uh, we we thank you from the bottoms of our hearts. Dan. Yes? uh, I fear... Our childhoods might have been spent uh, in in a cult. In a cult. Well, okay. Is that, is that a weird? How does that make you feel? I, okay. If, if, if I say that, if the conclusion of this of, of this segment is that we grew up in a cult, <laughs> that feels fucking weird. Feels weird. Yeah. Because uh, because here's the deal. When I think of a cult, I think of like David Koresh, right, and the Branch Davidians, or, right? or, or something like that.
0: Or I think of the uh, the the, the the people in red and that were following what's his
1: name oh, not, the, in Oregon yeah the um the, the what was that called the wild country wild or wild country people yeah the the the, <laughs> the the
0: the the pishwashies right. the squishquashries i remember the
1: the the gar the the that's right that's what it was yeah no those folk uh, shit like that yeah, yeah where you where people kind of have like dazed look in their eyes or or like the and, or or like the uh the heaven's gate people or something yeah, I, I imagine they all commit suicide sure and they, well, they all wear the same sneakers or locally and sweatsuits. sweat and so totally they kill themselves i i, we'll I assume it. yeah 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 i i think of
0: people sitting in a <laughs> a very ramshackle uh environment <laughs> listening to a person who uh who's a very engaging personality yeah but who is very clearly, uh, to
1: most of us, very clearly Looney Tunes, right? But he, but but the thing is, as especially I, I'm seeing it a lot now, like on the ex Mormon subreddit, mm. uh, which I I look at from time to time. Uh, used to be quite the big fan of it, and then every once in a while they get on some uh, uh, kick of just posting selfies and. and and, and i get annoyed so anybody out there who like (laughs) looks at it you know what i'm i'm talking about um but um they throw the cult word around a lot yes on that they talk about getting out of the cult i have been out of the cult now three years or something along those lines right and for my everybody knows what they mean and for my money uh
0: up and up until recently every time i heard that i just thought meh you're just you're you've got a chip on your shoulder I understand that uh-huh. but uh, but I mean it's a fairly major world religion uh and it's and like does it yeah i don't think you can qualify it as a like I never felt like it was a cult, whatever I think calling it a but, world religion is generous i don't I, I mean it's one of the most wealthy religions yeah. in the in the world, sure, and i and they do have, they have
1: adherents out into countries throughout the world. All over the place. I know. I know. So, I mean, I, I just think, feel like you need, a f- you need a few more than the few millions that they have. I don't know. I don't know why I feel that There's many way. Mormons as there are to Jews. To be major.
0: To be major. Jews, Jewish, Judaism is a, is a world, major world religion. And I g- suppose so. I I feel like Mormons have as many as Jews do. (laughs) Okay,
1: fair enough. Demographically. That's a good point. point.
0: So this is, but this is the trick, right? This is the Uh conversation that we have to have because, so yeah, they've got, you know, by their own estimation, uh, 14, 15 million people, probably a lot fewer than that would actually consider themselves Mormon because they're counting a lot of people who have left but not officially resigned sure. from the church okay. a lot of you know a lot of a lot of children who were baptized at age 8 a lot of people who were baptized as children and then just have never been a part of it since sort of thing however so so anyway the the, the idea is if we look at it so growing up in it it never felt like a cult to me i never i assumed that it was just a religion, like Do you assumed
1: that it was the the true one and true church. Well,
0: yes, I did believe that, that it was a special connection to God. But even after I left, I was like, well, I left a religion. Mm. I left a, so like the question becomes: What is a cult? What what marks a cult? And you know, demographic dem, demographers will talk about you know number of adherents or whatever. But that,
1: mm. I don't think that's the key. I don't think so either. I think that it's the the lingering psychological effects. That's mm. that's something to look at. Yes, right. Um,
3: I and think it, uh, and it's how
1: it's operated. It's how culturally does it disconnect itself from right. other, from its neighbors from its from it, from the larger community. Sure. Um, I I like like that's the kind of thing that I think about. When I think about it. Yeah. So it's a culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's, what's the culture of your question your leadership? Right. I think that's a pretty big one. Um, How much like I, and I think, so I, you know, I've looked at a few, uh,
0: we, we teased that we, we had looked at a few like online things that were like, yeah, I, I found a couple of, of articles that were titled things like the seven signs you're in a cult. (laughs) Which is funny to me because it, what it means is that people are actually googling, "Am Wait a I second. am I in a cult?" <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't think so. But am right. I in a cult? <laughs> Which is funny uh, and probably happens a uh,
1: lot. Unfortunately, because
0: yeah. you know the thing is that you don't. When people enter a cult,
1: they don't enter to be part of something weird and dangerous. Well, you don't think you, there's nothing. Cult. You're not thinking, oh, this is a cult, but I think I'm going to join up. This cult's a little different. Right. This one's cute. Look yeah. at the, look at the robes. Yeah,
0: I'm no, super no. into this cult. Yeah. No, what you see is some a bunch of people who are telling you that they're super happy, mm-hmm. who love their message, yeah, and who are like you, and you need to meet our leader because he's amazing, right? Uh, and you, or, and it's always a he, and almost turn- always a he, and then it turns out, yeah, he is amazing, right? Yeah, you meet you, super you meet, charismatic. You meet the leader, or you meet someone who's like you know. You you see some videos of the leader, and you're like, wow. And then Ooh. and and they have something to offer you. Uh huh. Uh, but I mean, so the question is, uh, you and I were raised Mormon. Uh huh. In the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Uh huh. It's a it's a, a a group that's been around for less than two hundred years. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, so is it a cult? Yes. So, (laughs) and we're done. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do a couple of these, these lists. online, Okay. okay. And I want us to talk about them. This this one was sort of a very general one. So I kind of liked it because it was like, some of these, some of these, uh, lists of questions made me say yes. Some of them made me say no when we weren't raised in a cult. Okay. Uh this one is from CBS News oh, okay. website. Oh, uh they they did a uh um uh, some stories about a cult in Australia and stuff. But then they 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 sort of went to an a uh an expert and just said, "What are the signs of a cult?" Mm-hmm. Um and this expert, uh, a a person named Eichel, was was the first name. I don't have it anyway, said these things. Okay. Uh, beware of any kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the single most important advice that I can give. Any, uh, any kind of pressure to make a quick decision about becoming involved in any
1: intensive kind of activity or or organization. <laughs> that's amazing. So when I was on my mission, uh-huh. uh the it was still customary, required at the time that during the second discussion. So the second time you've ostensibly been seated s- seated with this. Investigator, Right. You're asking them to be baptized. I think it's the first one now. Is it the first? Or it's like... It's either the first or the second. It's I always still, thought that it was the second. It's quick. Because the first one, you ask them to read the Book of Mormon. That's how it used to be. Right. And then they don't. And then you say, well, get baptized anyway. I think... I think it was the second. But I'm not... But again but um, it's quick. it's like the first or second and it's and a high pressure sales pitch. It was all designed to be high pressure. Yeah. So, uh
0: I think the Mormons, they're uh, their missionary they send out missionaries uh-huh. and they put the pressure on. Yeah. Yep. Uh and that's part and and that is not just they don't leave it to the missionary to say to decide when to right. when to ask do you think you want to join this church? Do you want to be a part? Do you want to be baptized? Right. They tell the missionaries when they have to do it, and it's the second time they meet you. Yeah. Okay, so I think That's they failed kinda, on this one. Yeah, I, okay. I'm going to go down the line a little bit. Okay. Uh, be wary of any leader who proclaims him or herself as having special powers or special insight, and of course divinity.
1: Uh, check, check,
0: and pretty much check divinity. I'm not going to. I'm not going to check. Yeah, but they get to be gods. They get to eventually
1: become yeah. divine. They, they're not. They're not God's. Now. They're, they're enough, not. Okay.
0: They're not claiming godhood, and they're not claiming. Uh, they're not claiming infallibility,
1: but the
0: leaders of the church do claim a ba- basically a direct line to Jebus. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and of course it was founded by a man who had all kinds of amazing yeah uh, uh, stuff, and sort of the only truth. Right, right, right. Okay. So only truth is scary. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, the the another thing. The group is closed. So, in other words, uh, although there are many, there may be outside followers. There's usually an inner circle that follows the leader without question and that maintains a tremendous amount of secrecy. I would say, yeah, uh, to a um, certain extent. To a certain extent, they've they've worked fairly, ho- excuse me, fairly hard to be more open. Uh, yeah. I think in recent times, sure. So. But, I mean, you think about the temple ceremony, uh-huh. you think about, like, there's, there are things that they say aren't secret, they're sacred.
1: Right. But that means they're secret. Right. And then if you've ever looked into any of, like, the second anointing crap, which mm-hmm. is not your normal mainstream Mormonism stuff. But it's real. But it's real, and it happens, and people who are sort of at a certain level in the church get brought into this inner circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh so no, yeah, there is stuff like that. And there's definitely stuff that
0: they won't talk about with outsiders and, uh-huh. and there's an insularity there. Uh huh. I'm gonna give them a fifty fifty on that one. It's there. It smacks of it. It does smack of it, although for a day to day Mormon you don't have to be secretive. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing there's not you're not not too secretive. You're not hiding a lot of shit from your neighbors or whatever. No, 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 no. No, uh, you're, yeah, you're not worried about your neighbor like coming. You, they they'll they'll invite you to their services. Like almost everything that they participate in on a day to day basis, you everybody could come to. So I'm not. I don't think it's that okay. okay. Secretive. <clears throat> um, the group uses deceptive means typically to recruit new members, and then once recruited, will subject its members to an organized program of thought reform, or what most people refer to as brainwashing.
1: Uh, they, so here's the deal. Uh-huh. I mean, they are, they do hold a lot back. Um, when you think about mm. where people are at with their knowledge level of sort of the broader beliefs of the Mormon church, Right. um, when they're being baptized, right. When they're actually being brought in and joining up to the church, there's, they don't know about garments. They don't know about the temple. Right. Typically. If they know about the temple, it's in very broad terms. Yeah, they don't it's, know that there's it's like just these that, secret ceremonies that go on inside right. of it's it. It's
0: just that it's a beautiful place where yeah. sacred things happen. Right. And it's a privilege to go.
1: Right. Like, th- there's mm. a lot that's held back. Um, you don't know yeah. what you're joining up with when you first join. And I remember my dad talking about a few of those moments when he learned about like... Because your when, dad was a convert. My dad was a convert. And my dad sort of in in sort of he admitted that he had problems with parts of the Joseph Smith story when he found out more about it. Yeah. Um, so forth and so on. It, right. it is interesting. So, I mean, there's a psychological thing that happens
0: that salespeople will talk about, right? But it happened, but there's a psychological thing that happens where you, when, once you've given your buy-in to something, uh, you're more likely to accept new information as being okay,
1: mm.
0: whereas if you haven't given your buy-in yet, if you haven't declared, I'm going to be on this team, right. you're more likely to be like, oh, I'm put off by that, I'm put off by that, maybe this isn't real. Right. So, in that sense, yeah, there's a, there's a pretty deep manipulation that's happening. Yeah.
1: There hmm. And they're very willing to, to take sort of the low-value convert instead of the high-value convert, right? Mm. In, in, in sort of just for the, the mass numbers of the whole thing, right? So, like, and, and what I mean by that is the low-value convert is somebody who, who essentially doesn't know a lot about the church and who is going to f- probably fall away.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: They're, they're, they're Versus <clears throat> a high-value person who has inv- truly investigated... And truly looked at all the warts right. and really considered it. What does it mean to be a member of this of this community? Read the book. Read the book. They they understand their place and where what their lives are going to be like after joining. And, the and import that person's going to stick around. Right. Right. <clears throat> um, but they're fine with, yeah. I mean, what they want is the dunk. Yeah. They want the mass. They want the big numbers. Yeah, that's what they're going for. Which
0: is interesting because the fact that they're willing to let people... This may be... That that fact may actually play against the idea of this being a cult. Because they want the numbers, but
1: they're not... They they don't care that a lot of these people are falling away from the church. But they do care. You know? And and as soon as a convert does buy in... Like, you take like somebody like my father. Uh-huh. Right? Like, he is... Committed, yeah, to that, to that church, right? Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it worked. It worked with him. Yeah, I'm just saying that, the, like, that <laughs> he was sort of their perfect convert.
0: Yeah, he's the kind that they love. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is like somebody who was a Catholic in you know in in South America mm-hmm. or Central America, and just sort of they. You know, they they introduce them to a uh, you know to a couple of things about Mormonism that they like. You know, your family gets to be together forever, and right, and also which they uh, probably already thought, right? <laughs> yeah, they had to be told. But you know, whatever whatever the sales pitch is for mm. for South America, right? You know, you catch somebody, they're like, oh, okay, I'm interested. You you push them on the baptism thing, they get baptized, mm-hmm. then they find out, oh, well, we don't smoke, we don't drink. You know, we have all of these restrictive things. And then that person just stops going. Eh, they're not well, that. I mean, yeah. they'll send out somebody maybe to say, hey, what's going on? But they're not working that hard. They're not like, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. We need is. to shun them or we need to guilt them into coming back or we need yeah. to, you know, it's not that intense the I way it
1: is with a lot of religions. I, I don't know what the de- what the deal is with South America. Right. And, yeah, and how sure. it turned into just this big numbers game. Right. Where it's just converts, 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 converts. Um and they're not really converts, they're baptisms, baptisms, baptisms. Right. Um But I know like, you know, the converts that did happen in, say like Italy, uh where I was on my mission. Right. Um these were these were people who they were they were hooked. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like um, I didn't have any baptisms of my own, but I knew a couple of the the newer members, right? And yeah, of course, there were always those that fell away and whatnot. Um, but not sort of that the same thing as what was happening in South America, where one in what a hundred would actually stick, right, or whatever the numbers <clears throat> might be, right? Um, I mean, well, and, yeah, and, and these these are people who like. They they were buying into, you know, the life, you know, they right. and and in the course of the discussions, at least back then, um, the word of wisdom comes into it, right? Like when you're joining up, you know, you can't smoke, you know, you can't drink alcohol, you know, you can't
0: which, you, you know, know it's impressive when an Italian gives up wine like and that's coffee. Yeah.
1: And, and cigarettes. Oh, yeah.
0: That's that's an impressive <laughs> moment. Yeah. That's a commitment. Yeah. They're actually they're
1: actually committing to a thing. But you're committing to these way of life things right. rather than the beliefs and the Right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're it, it's very weird. But you don't commit to the I I don't know. You don't commit to the way of life unless the beliefs make sense, it seems like. I don't yeah. To you. But they're very basic beliefs. It's just about God. Right. And it's you got these these young kids who are just pulling you in. Right. Right. Right, which is so funny? Who somehow? is
0: listening to fucking nineteen-year-olds <laughs> from a different country? Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I know. Oh I my know. god. Okay. Keep okay. Going, keep going. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the next one. Typically, cults also exploit their members, mostly financially. Yep. Within the group, they'll exploit members financially, psychologically, emotionally, and all too often sexually.
1: Uh, yeah. I would. Say, well, okay. So maybe not the sexually. I would say not sexually. Back in the early, back in the foundation of the Mormon Church.
3: Yes. Uh, yeah,
0: that could be said. That could be like, yeah, um uh, when you got grew a, out of that one. When you got a founder that's that's marrying yeah, you know, tens of people, tens of women and uh some of them underage and all this stuff. Yeah. Then meh. But uh but now not so much. Um financially t- is it exploitive uh because every church asks for tithes? This church is especially good at getting a full tithe out of all of their members. Full tithe plus. Plus, that's true. Right. So Um, a full tithe tithe, will get you into the temple. A full tithe is expected of everybody, children included. Right. Uh, You know, if if someone gives you a dollar, you're expected to give a dime. Right. It's just, that's just expected. Yeah, I had to pay tithing on my allowance. Right. That money was getting double tithed. Let's face it. That's true. Right. That's true. Yeah, your dad was paying it on his income and then giving you money and then mm-hmm. you're paying it on on your increase. Yeah. So that's messed up, but <laughs> but tithing I don't think is an exploitation. That's just membership dues. And
1: then right. you're expected
0: to to do some more, but you're not you're not required. I don't, I don't know. know. I
1: think your perspective on tithing might be I mean, there are membership the idea of membership dues fine, right? Um I'm just saying it's it's All the major religions have a tithe of some sort of some sort and some are more coercive than others and bloody blah. blah. But like, and that's maybe, I think that the, the way that the Mormons have, have, have tied the, 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 the tithing to mm -hmm. the temple and being able to go to your children's, just being able to go to your child's wedding. Right. Right. You have to be up on your tithing or, and, and people will know that you're not there if right. you don't go like so there's the embarrassment get, factor and, and it's not just your a children parent wants to be at their child's wedding but it's not period. just
0: your children it's like any wedding any mormon wedding that sure. occurs i'm using that as an example but i'm saying like your niece your nephew coercive it is very coercive they have they have really good uh strong tactics in place right to enforce you doing your and you have to go to your bishop right. every year and he and and like face to face be asked are you paying a full tithe right. and then you have to answer that question right it's pretty it's a pretty powerful tool yeah uh and it's and it's a min, it's a pretty strong manipulation i'm going to give that a 50% 50% <laughs> <laughs> uh i give it more than that okay uh a very important aspect of a cult is the idea that if you leave the cult horrible things will happen to you mhm this is important, uh, and uh, it's important to realize people outside of a cult are potential members, so they're not looked upon as negatively uh, as negatively as people inside the cult who leave the cult. Right. All right. Within Utah, I think this is... I th- and I think a lot of this is different when you're in Utah than when you're out of Utah. Okay. Uh, but people who leave the Mormon Church... Now you left from a family that was not inside of Utah. Correct. There was n- there were never Utah Mormons. Never. What what do you what did you expect from your
1: family uh, before you, and you before you told them you were leaving the church? Oh, I, I no, I I knew that they like it wouldn't be on the terms of like shunning. Okay, right. So you believed that your family would still lo- still love you and, or, and embrace you, or no? Okay, no. Um, when I say it was not in terms of a full shunning, like I knew there would be continued contact. I knew that wouldn't be disowning. Okay. Right. But everything but disownment, Mm. right? You expected. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I, you know, I was in a very liberal, uh, Mormon family Mm -hmm. and, uh, didn't have, and and I, and I didn't have any doubt in my mind that me leaving the church would be wouldn't that I knew that wouldn't be a wedge in my family Um, but I do know people who
1: have who left the church and it was a huge problem right but let's not just look at family what happens when an adult couple with a couple kids they've got their Mormon social life blah blah blah. right yeah Uh, most of their friends all their friends are Mormon. are Mormon let's face it their kids friends are all Mormon that that family leaves the church Where did their, where did their social life just go? Yeah. They, those friends are are gone. Oftentimes. I would say most of the time. But it's, but they might get a couple, they might have a couple like truly tight, tight friends who are willing to stick around. Right. But as far as just like their social, their, their normal little social network, it crumbles. Right. Well, the main places where you see these friends, right. church
0: church functions, you know, you see them twice a week, after, right. you see them once at church, right, and then once at a church event, a church function, because the Mormon church has a lot of, they they
1: eat up a lot of your time. Yes. Uh, so that's and, interesting. And so, in my mind, that's all making the point of, they've designed your social life to be so wrapped up in the church, right? Right. That, that the, when you leave... You know that whether it's because of an official attitude of shunning, which is not which part is of not, Mormonism, right. they don't preach shunning. No, um, but whether whatever the mechanisms are, that that whether it's the the people who are just like, oh God, we don't want them in our lives anymore because they're not Mormon, yeah, when they're bad people now, um, or it's just you don't have the opportunities to see these people because. Their whole lives are wrapped up right. in the church. Right now, right. there is some shunning. That's how that the happens. mechanism works. Uh, right. Culture. There's cultural shunning, even when the uh,
0: when the church itself doesn't promote this. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people. Saw, this wasn't my experience, but I know of plenty of people for whom, uh, you know, their kids couldn't play with other right. kids because yeah. because pe- these people didn't want their kids playing with non-Mormon absolutely kids. That's really common. Uh, you hear that one all the time you hear that one here in Utah Uh, less less so though outside of Utah
1: yes less so but at the same time like I think about growing up um, and in sort of our situation where there were Mormon families around there were a lot of kids that were my age Um, I mean that's who my best friends were sure especially after a certain age like really young like kindergarten first grade second grade I had best friends who were just kind of neighborhood kids but then as time progressed, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, kind of working our, you know, up through that, it's like the f- best friends started getting substituted out with Mormon kids. Right. Right. Um, and that was where, you know, we weren't even close to being a majority. Right. Right. We were, we were very much a minority of the kids at that school, and we just started only Right. Having our best friends be other Mormons. Yeah. And I so mean, you learn it young. I mean, right? so
0: so Mormonism on this front, there's a cultural thing there. I mean, so it's not like Jehovah's Witnesses where there's a, 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 a prescribed shunning right. that occurs. Right. And I think, so I think that's where Jehovah's Witnesses, they start to look really bad in terms of asking about a cult. Right. On that front. Right. Mormonism has a cultural thing that happens. So again, I'm going to give them not not a, it's not 100%, it's not a it's not a, uh, it's a cultural thing but isn't it almost more thing.
1: insidious that it is it is cultural and it's not just cultural where that where everybody's mormon. Right? right? It somehow there's something within it. Right? There's something that's happening. And and what those things are exactly, I don't know. Right. I can't say. But was happening for me even well outside of yeah. the mormon belt sure right it's interesting um other and i i think that's that that shows that maybe it's more insidious they don't even have to say that you have to shun and if you point blank ask them they'd say no 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 you need to love them more right right for you know the ones that are leaving those are the ones you should love more but, but isn't if, it but ironic if they leave- that that well, just always happens. Well, and if somebody leaves the church and
0: is has the temerity to say, Here's why I left the church. Oh yeah. And says anything that sounds like it's against the church, uh-huh. those people will just not want to be around you because they've been so coached never to listen to quote anti Mormon sure rhetoric. Right. So suddenly you're their enemy. Right. Even if you're even if you were their friend just by saying like the reasons why you were leaving or the things that you don't like about the church mm-hmm. if you say any of those things to them they will they will start to get an a dark feeling inside
1: <laughs> I, I can feel the adversary it's uh,
0: I don't feel the spirit I, I really want to like them but I don't feel the spirit when I'm around them and it just feels so it just I just don't I, I and then they stop hanging out. Yeah, they just sort of s- slowly disappear. Yeah, quietly. You know. Were there any other questions on this one? No that that was that list. There are other lists that get way more intense. Yeah, where if you ask these questions, uh, I think the Mormon Church holds up as not a cult. Ah, uh, so for instance, you know, um, no tolerance for questions or critical inquiry. That's something that I think Mormonism tolerates it. They don't like it. Uh, that I give Mormonism <laughs> a fifty-fifty
1: on that one again. Oh, that's kind of funny. Okay. Um, but like, I, no, I think they're very intolerant. But yeah, of, I of mean, inqui- real honest inquiry. They have it set up so the inquiry looks like it's honest, right? But that's true. You know what? They they're not they hold very- back so much information. And there's so much information that is honest that is not allowed. Matter of fact, there was a recent uh, talk given by one of the leaders of the church,
0: someone in the quorum of the seventy, I think, mm-hmm. who was who was saying. Uh, he basically said, "You know, there's a lot of questions that we don't have answers for, uh, and we just don't ask those questions now. We just don't talk about it." Exactly. So there is that is uh, the, yeah. yeah. Um, absolute authoritarianism without meaningful accountability. There's no accountability for the, for the authorities of the church yeah, at exactly. all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe it doesn't hold up there. Um, no meaningful financial disclosure regarding budget, uh, expenses.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't have any <laughs> financial. Completely closed off.
0: Um, unreasonable fear about the outside world such as impending catastrophe evil conspiracies
1: uh and persecutions
3: mm.
1: they're more benign on that front a little bit um, anti th- like people who are not mormon tend in, in sort of their minds to not like the mormon church and to be antagonistic right but they but they're le- they're less likely to i mean when you think in terms of like a charles manson group no no or no and whatever. I, I i completely hear you but i i very very low score in that area, but there is a score there. It,
0: it shows up on the chart yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. There's no. Re- there is no legitimate reason to leave. Former followers are always wrong in leaving. A <laughs> negative or even evil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: It's, much it's so. definitely showing up. Yeah, uh, for that sure. One,
1: that one hits hard, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, former former members often relate it. Or, or often relate the same stories of abuse and reflect a similar pattern of grievances. Hmm. Uh. It's less abusive. Yeah. There is abuse. Yeah, there is abuse within it, but it's less. It's it, you know that's that's not why people are leaving, really. Right. So yeah. that one it uh, is, is is less of a thing. Um, uh, there are records, books, news articles, or television programs that document the abuses of the groups or leader. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's out there. That's there. Uh, <laughs> followers feel they can never be good enough. Well, that's, absolutely. But that's, that's a ten. But that's, ten, ten. That's kind of like most religions are like that. Mm-hmm. Most religions love to play in that sandbox. Of they like,
1: like it. Mormons are fucking good at it. Well, yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, the group, the group, the leader is always right. Yes. Pretty yes. much, uh, they don't claim infallibility, but if it's spoken by the prophet over the pulpit, you kind of got to go with it. Well, it's that whole, yeah, and they're trying to, anyway, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then, uh, let's see, the, the leader is, uh, or the group is the exclusive means of knowing truth or receiving validation. No other process of discovery is really acceptable or credible. I mean, well, so so they Mormons the, have a weird sort of balance of like you can accept most science and be totally fine, sure. Like science, educate they
1: value secular education, yeah. But the church is the one source of truth um, about God, right? And, and if, about your place in the universe, and, and, and if the, how to live a good life, and if the church has a message that runs counter to anything else that you've
0: believed, you got to go with the church. Church, yeah. yeah. All right, well, what do you? what's your conclusion? We grew up in a cult. We fucking grew up in a cult. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> not one of the worst ones. It's not, you know, we weren't ever asked to kill anybody or to kill ourselves uh, or anything, but we kind of fucking grew up in a cult. Yeah, we did. That feels yucky. It does. Damn, you got to get. Uh, uh, I don't, I. you know what? This- I, I'm still hesitant on it. I'm at a, like a
1: 70%. It's not. It's not like like we started with. It's not a David Koresh dan branch Cavidians Davidians type thing. Right. It's just not. It's not right. It's not that kind of cult. No. It's just a big, nasty church that controls your life and doesn't want you to have friends outside of the church. Yeah. Like like yeah, it's culty. Yeah. It's really fucking culty. And that wants all your money and yeah. It's culty, Dan. It's a cult.
0: It's kind of a cult. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with it, but it's kind of a cult.
2: Uh, okay. Well, it's it's kind of a cult. Yeah. It's
0: cult light. It's it yeah, it is. It is a light cult. It's a <laughs> it's a gentle
1: cult. No.
0: They're not look, when a cult uh, look. Uh, for me, you to got, me, so here's the deal. A deal. hardcore cult. It's got there's like there's like m- huh. far more n- negative like consequences. There's rape or there's there's abuses that sure. are and and there are you know they're asking things of you that shouldn't be asked. They're controlling you in much more hardcore ways. Right. But you know I came out of it a little bit messed up on a few things. Uh huh. You know sexually
1: I'm- I was confused yeah. and 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 uh and on a severity up. level you're correct like if you could rank how truly harmful it is to your human spirit yeah right yeah uh it is low on the on on that that ranking whatever that would be sure right but it is there yeah and it is harmful i think it does show up right For sure and it and it and it definitely definitely shows up yeah um you know also there's extremism in certain religions that are out there mm-hmm. that have corners of them that are also going to show that up that are on cultish this, yeah. that are culty yeah. yeah um and uh i mean i think i feel like what we've got is a
0: sort of continuum there's, there's like a spectrum and yeah. uh and every religion is on this spectrum mormonism is like asperger's on this <laughs> spectrum what the fuck oh my god <laughs> I don't think that was okay. I don't think what you just did is okay. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh. Anyway, on the uh on the Kinsey scale of cultism, <laughs> I like the I like
1: spectrum whatever. disorder. Yeah, whatever.
0: It's just not okay. Anyway, we grew up in a cult. That's kind of the final thing. That's what we've come to. I'm not comfortable with it. Uh, If you guys have anything (laughs) that you want to say about this, uh, if you want to yell at us and say, of course you were in a cult, or yell at us and say, no, probably wasn't a cult, or anything else, please write into us, whatever your feeling is on the spectrum. Uh,
1: (laughs) You can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yes. If your
0: cult allows it, you can go to facebook.com and click on the like button, the the, uh, Facebook... TGI atheist like button
1: yeah um, you can also find our uh, our closed group on Facebook um, that's also nothing culty <laughs>
0: nothing culty at all about a very closed <clears throat> You have to, you we have to, have to let you, you, to you in. You have
1: to know the total, bright. you have to know the password.
0: Gatekeeper <laughs> group, the, the Members Only Lounge.
1: Uh, also, find us on uh, Twitter and Reddit. The handle on both of those is TGI Atheist. Speaking of uh, social media, thanks so much to Mackenzie for handling
0: our uh, Facebook page. And thanks to Danny and and
1: uh, Amy for their work as uh, moderators of the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club. For the use of their music, and to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And
0: thank all of you for
1: tuning in, we sure appreciate you. Bye bye.